again and welcome to episode 17 of In Gear with the Shop. I'm your host, Reagan Dickinson. Our guest, Will McGreevy, is a founding member and general manager at K2 Motor Cars in Jupiter, Florida. K2 Motor Cars is a high-end vehicle storage facility with concierge and aftermarket services with another location in the works in West Palm Beach. K2 Motor Cars has a unique approach to providing excellent service, engaging its customers, and keeping high-end vehicles in top-notch condition. But before we get in gear with Will McGreevy, here's a quick word from the sponsor of this episode, SeaTech, and that's SeaTech with a K. Workshop technicians and owners know modern vehicles are electronically complex. A battery failure during service can severely affect efficiency, reputation, and profit. In response to the demands of professional workshops and vehicle showrooms, SeaTech has introduced the Pro25S, which supports the battery and protects sensitive electronics during vehicle service and diagnostic work. The advanced technology of the Pro25S ensures a safe, fast charge is delivered to meet the needs of the individual battery. To learn more, visit SeaTech.com. So business is going well now. What do you attribute that to? Why have you seen kind of an uptick in your business recently? I think we've seen sort of an uptick in our business recently because of the seasonality of Florida. And I also think we're in some very interesting times right now with, you know, COVID going on. We just happen to be in a fortunate place where people are starting to move either down from the northeast or other parts of the country to Florida, mm-hmm. where the, the weather's nice here, especially during the winter being season, where people want to come down and, and bring their cars and enjoy the, the climate and the weather here. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a brief history of K2 Motor Cars and why this particular business focus that you chose? Yeah, so um, this was started by myself and two business partners of mine. They are also car collectors. So it actually, uh, the short version of it was a job interview I was on. I started talking uh, cars with one of my business partners and and I kind of elevator pitched them on an idea that I thought would be really awesome to do, kind of this car storage sales service club type business, you know, and we kind of, he loved it and he had a, a, a small version of that for himself, for, for his car collection. So he understood what it was. We kind of hit the ground with that and we found some property down in Florida and started the business. So it's been a pretty fun, you know, wild journey. At what year was that? God, I probably went on that job interview about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So it's taken some time to actually get to where we are now. We, we originally had wanted to build the business in Connecticut, but it was really hard to find a good piece of property, real estate, you know, and then the Northeast really made it hard for a business like what we were going to do from a tax perspective. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we noticed that there was this migration of people heading down towards Florida, you know, business businesses, business owners. And, you know, so we started looking into the car market and obviously Florida is becoming more and more popular for businesses to go to and for for people to, you know, move out of the cities and and go down to. And, you know, we noticed that the car culture down here was incredible. You know, so we were fortunate that we found a great building in Jupiter, Florida to start our business from and bridge the gap for our new facility, which we're going to be building down in, in West Palm Beach. Okay. And when do you get started on that? 
So we've started site prepping land already down in, in West Palm Beach. We're hoping to put a shovel in the ground sometime in May for constructing that facility. So it'll take about 12 to 15 months, hopefully, to build that new facility. Okay. And when you plan a build out like that, are there things about your current facility in Jupiter that you say to yourself, when we're planning this, let's make sure that we don't do this, or <laughs> let's make sure that we do do this. Maybe it, maybe it's something that you don't have at your current facility or things that you found would be best for your new facility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the best part about this is that we have this, you know, we operate out of a 30,000 square foot facility right now, and it has very much taught us what works and what doesn't and, you know, how to park cars and take care of the cars. And so we've gone back to the drawing board a couple times and said, you know, all right, so we need outlets here so we can plug cars in and, you know, we should have doors here so we can get cars in this way and that. It's been really helpful to kind of, you know, have a, I don't want to say smaller facility because it's, it's still big, but, you know, when planning our new facility, which will be about 140,000 square feet, it definitely kind of gives us some really good insight of how to properly lay that facility out and how to design it. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, there were three words that I caught from you early on, sales, storage, club. Do those three words kind of encompass what uh, y'all are doing as a business? Yeah, I mean, the, the ultimate goal for me when I was thinking about this business years ago was creating the ultimate car storage facility. And and so when I thought about, you know, when I when I drew on a piece of paper, you know, what the ultimate car storage facility was, I, I literally wrote storage in the middle of a piece of paper. And I was like, all right, if somebody has a car stored with me, what are the services in car storage that will help my customer uh, or client and it's car sales and it's servicing and detailing you know and it's a members only kind of automotive type club Mm. you know i wanted to capture all of those ancillary services around car storage Mm. but i also wanted to do them right i didn't want to make you know take any shortcuts where I felt like there were other facilities that I've seen around the country where they'll do car storage and then their kind of lounge or club is is like an afterthought where there's just some couches and whatever in a corner. So we really thought about when designing our building and the business of each section of the building and, and how it should be laid out and what somebody would want if it was a standalone business. Okay. And so let's talk about the best practices for storage first, you know, because many of our readers, and I'm sure there's some of our readers who do storage as well, but a lot of them are working on builds. Some some of these builds might take six months to even two years sometimes, or even longer than that. So they're essentially storing vehicles for a long time. What have you found are some of the most effective things that you can do from a storage standpoint to make sure that that vehicle is still being maintained? Because, you know, every vehicle needs to run, right? Yep. Uh, because you can't just let it sit around because they were meant to run. So that's just one aspect of it. And I think keeping them charged and keeping just basically keeping the vehicle healthy. Yes. So what are your best practices for storage? You know, first and foremost for us was finding a partner who was going to help us maintain the batteries of these cars. So we partnered with SeaTech. And so every car in our facility is hooked up to, you know, a SeaTech battery charger. Okay. You know, so we work very closely with them on using all their various products because for us as a storage facility and, and as many people, you know, even at home, if you have your weekend car in a garage, it only takes, you know, with these new cars, you know, like five days for a battery to get drained with all the electricity 
electronics in it. So mm. what I want to sell is that kind of arrive and drive where you give me a call and I pull your car out and it's ready to go. You get the keys and you jump in and you're off. So battery health and battery care was very, very important to us when starting this business. Okay. And then, you know, from there on, it goes towards, you know, making sure that the clients who have cars that are stored either more as, you know, assets and investments or project cars, you know, making sure that we are either moving those cars, you know, every couple of weeks so we don't get flat spots in the tires or we're placing them on flat spot pads. And the older cars, we always generally recommend that, you know, you don't store them with fuel in them less than a quarter of a tank. And, and we recommend fuels such as, you know, Sunoco or VP, the unleaded, uh, the higher octane fuels. Okay. Everybody's different and every car is different. We treat each car differently depending on, on who that client is and, and what their car or car collection is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned the detailing part of it as well. And so I, I'm assuming what, what you mean by that is maybe there's some some paint, some window tint, some PPF. So you are offering some what I would call aftermarket services or aftermarket accessories as well. And I'm curious as to what percentage of customers want those types of services done on their vehicles, whether it be PPF or window tint, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the great thing about having the storage facility is being able to offer detailing to our customers and, and detailing for us and those services have really taken off because, you know, we offer anything from getting your wheels, if you take your car out and you hit a curb, you know, we have a guy who comes in and takes care of curb rash on wheels. We'll get you new tires if your tires are, are old or, or need to be replaced. We try to take care of everything in-house so that way when a client brings their car back, we can take care of everything for them in-house so that way the next time they come for their car, it's ready to go and they don't have to do anything. So we offer, we have a detailer in-house who's been, uh, she's been detailing cars for 14 plus years. Mm. So we do anything from a basic hand wash all the way to concourse level detailing where we'll steam the engine bays and the wheels and take the seats out and, and steam the carpets. So... It's important to be able to kind of provide your client anything they want. And detailing in cars is they just go hand in hand. We're one of the only certified installers of Modesta, which is a glass coating instead of a ceramic coating in the area. So our detailer had a long weekend training session on applying that product. And and we do paint protection film as well. Okay. Are there any other accessories that you offer? Is it pretty much limited to, to detailing and then PPF window tint, et cetera? Uh, we do wheels and tires, so we are wheels limited. And tires, right? Yeah, we are limited here in our Jupiter facility to just some of the more basic ancillary services, such as detailing wheels and tires, because mm-hmm. we were to get a you know kind of a two post lift in here, and we're not properly zoned to be what the town would classify us as a service facility. Do you plan to do more at the uh, Palm Beach facility? Yes. The Palm Beach facility, we're going to actually have 10 lifts in our service facility, one of them being a four-post alignment rack, the others being two-post lifts. And we'll have everything there from an engine room and a dyno to a full professional detail area. And our goal there is to provide every sort of service from engine outs on Ferraris and Porsches to just basic wheel and tire changes, aftermarket performance accessories for, for Porsche, for, for the track focused guy. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to kind of be able to provide anything and everything we can from not only a service standpoint, but from an aftermarket standpoint as well. 
Okay. So obviously you found that there was some demand. You were finding demand from your customers who were saying, yeah, we would like to have those kind of services beyond just detailing. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think the majority of the car clients here, they do like to, you know, make some changes and adjustments to their cars. You know, the big thing for us right now is people are always wanting to change their wheels and their tires and um, and or send out accent pieces on their car to just give it a different look than what you may see rolling off of the dealership lot. They want that that kind of unique feel to their car. And we'll be right back with Will McGreevy after a quick word from the sponsor of this episode, SeaTech. Take battery care to the next level with SeaTech's complete line of professional products and accessories. Whether you're carrying out diagnostic procedures or flash programming ECUs, SeaTech's professional chargers work as power supply units and battery chargers to offer complete battery care and maintenance. System voltage can be tested with the SeaTech Pro Battery Tester, which provides printed results for your customer, while SeaTech's Battery Analyzer gives clear information on the condition of the battery and what action is required. Accessories including wall mounts and shop trolleys are also available. Visit SeaTech.com to learn more. Uh, what's the most important business lesson that you've learned? Again, uh, I'm going to go back to just the value of customer service. We are fortunate to have great clients here, and we have clients who will stop by just because of how personable we we all are here, my employees. Uh, they come by just, we let them in, and they walk around. I mean, we, we sit here in a warehouse full of about 140 cars right now with you know, historically significant cars, and our clients love the time that we take the time with everybody who walks through the door. We're, we're never dismissive. And so from a business standpoint, I think that, you know, anybody who's running a business should learn how valuable and important just giving good services and not ignoring any, you know, anybody who walks through that door, you should, you should treat like your most important client in your business <laughs> because we've been as successful as we are because of our client referrals. You never know who walks through that door who they live next to or who they know and that's been very instrumental in in the success of uh, not only our our detailing and our ancillary services but our car storage business you know i'm trying not to even think about what the total value is of the vehicles that in in any one given time (laughs) in your facility and then when you have the facility in palm beach so it seems like first you have to have a lot of trust in your employees and second i think insurance is probably a big factor for you as well can you maybe give me a little bit more insight into how do you find employees that you trust? Um, how do you maintain that trust? And how do you handle the insurance side of that? The li- There's got to be a lot of liability involved with that, I would think. Yeah. And so we, we took a lot of time and we actually worked with Haggerty Insurance and, and AIG and, and we got their actual storage questionnaires and made sure that when we were designing and constructing this facility that that we were doing it to the highest standard from both a safety security standpoint. Mm-hmm. So that was first. We, we carry, you know, general liability and, and garage keepers liability policies, but we do require that everybody who has a car stored in our facility facility have it personally insured and and we record that and um and we make sure to stay on top of that because that's very important for us and that's what helps us kind of keep our costs down knowing that these cars are personally insured as well 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it is, you know, we have some, you know, my favorite car in here is, you know, we have the pole position car from the 1966 24 Hours of Le Mans awesome. driven by Dan Gurney and Jerry Grant. So when that car came in, like I had goosebumps, yeah, yeah. you know, and that's just, that's a really, really incredible car. But so yeah, it does make hiring employees tough and, and even having, you know, contractors come in, you know, if we contract any services out, it makes it tough. You, you got to learn who's good and who's trustworthy and, and who's not and just making sure that you're checking referrals and yeah so what, what's your long-term outlook on the, the high-end vehicle market i mean i assume that when y'all look down at when you look at the future you have to be pretty positive about the future else you would not be building a second facility right now you know i like to think of some of these cars like um you know, we have a one of 12 Ferrari 275 GTB uh, Competizione um, sitting here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that to me is like a rolling piece of art, right? It's just like people who collect art. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be, hopefully, I don't want to say always, hopefully there's always going to be a market for this. And and the way that I envision it is, you know, the more and more electric cars that come out and, and hybrids come out, the more valuable some of these classics will be, and especially some of these naturally aspirated cars. I mean, people are purchasing them and putting them away. You know, I think something that's very interesting right now is if you look at, you know, the, the manual cars are starting to tick up in value. One that comes to mind immediately for me is like the Ferrari 430 manual market is is starting to kind of go up through the roof. And so that kind of gives me a little bit of reassurance, you know, with what we're doing, that people are going to continue to buy these cars and maybe put them away as as assets or collectibles. Mm -hmm. You know, the more you tell me about the vehicles that are being stored there right now, the more nervous it makes me. I'm nervous for you. My, <laughs> my, my palms are sweating and I, I don't, I don't know that I could do it well, frankly, but uh, so kudos to you for doing that. And particularly because, let's face it, you're kind of in a hot spot for hurricanes there, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that must be a big part of your planning. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, we have been fortunate that in the time that we've been in business, we haven't really needed to worry about it too much. But, you know, I take comfort in knowing that the building that we're, we're in has been standing here since 1988. And I had a Haggerty insurance guy out here who's a, who's a friend of mine. And, you know, we were working through one of his checklists one day. And so, you know, knowing that we're 10 miles from the ocean and everything else, I mean, you know, we checked a lot of the boxes. And I wanted to work very closely with some of the major car collecting uh, insurance companies because I wanted to be able to provide provide a a safe space you know during hurricane season Mm -hmm. so we took some of the proper steps to like replace the roof on our facility and the hvac systems and put dust collecting units in and such so you know we've done what we can to make sure that these very valuable assets in here are as protected as they can be Mm -hmm. well you know what the music means our time is up (laughs) But I really appreciate you uh, coming on board with us today and telling us a little bit about more about your business. To me, it's fairly unique and interesting what y'all are doing, particularly working with those very high-end vehicles, uh, just the few that you described to me. Amazing. Yeah. So thanks again for coming on board with us. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, keep in touch with us too, okay? Will do. All right. Thank you. Thank you. 
Now, be sure to subscribe through your favorite podcast platform, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. And please let us know if you have any questions you'd like our guests to tackle or any follow-up questions to this particular episode. And don't forget to stay up to date on everything automotive aftermarket at theshopmag.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, adios amigos. Adios amigos.